Hello, my name is Sarah Elizabeth and welcome to the Healer's Nest podcast. I am so ecstatic that you have decided to join us today and learn something from the Healer's Nest podcast. So today's episode, it is going to be a sensitive subject and we are going to be talking about sexual trauma and how to recover and to find your power in that and so if you are someone that has experienced sexual trauma I just want to invite you to open up and listen and to find the wisdom that you may need to start healing from this experience if that is your intention. My intention is to invite women into this podcast, into the Healer's Nest to share their story and to share with us how they did it. So it can give us the encouragement, the wisdom and power to transform our pain into our purpose and into our power. So I pray that you get what you need from this and I just invite you into this space with an open heart and with an open mind and take what you need from this podcast episode. If you know anyone that has experienced sexual trauma, I want you to first ask them if they're open to receiving wisdom to help them overcome or to deepen their healing with sexual trauma. And if they are open, if they say yes, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with them. And of course, you can share this podcast on your favorite social media outlet to invite more goddesses and queens and sisters into this tribe and just let them know that, hey, you are not the only one and we're sharing this information we're sharing this content and i trust and believe someone in your tribe someone you may not even know or didn't know they were experiencing this they are looking for this wisdom right here right now so i just want to encourage you to share this podcast on your facebook or on your instagram and invite people to listen and to start having a empowering conversation revolving around sexual trauma. I am so excited to introduce to you our guest for today, Sherry Griffin, who is a intuitive energy healer and spiritual counselor. She is going to share her story with us. She's going to share her wisdom with us and give us some tools and techniques to start walking this path of healing 
revolving around sexual trauma. So Sherry, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so uh, honored that you asked and I am very hopeful that something that I have to say may help and impact someone who's listening to your podcast. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, thank you for um, being open and, and being here. I was talking to my tribe um, on Facebook how I really admire and look up to your work. Um, and when I follow you on social media, it's just like, wow, like there's more. And, you know, you're just like this book and I love it. And I really consider you one of the Healer's Nest Spiritual Board Council. You're a resource, a safe a safe place I refer people to or I come to you and I'm like, hey, can you help me figure this out? <laughs> so I thank love you. that. <laughs> well, I always love talking to you. You're amazing and you're so gifted and talented. So uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, so before we get into your um into your journey, I would like to invite you and the listeners on this podcast, if you are not driving or operating heavy machinery, to just take a few moments to um, set our intentions and to connect to our breath for and um, just to open up and to be present. So when you are ready let's get into a comfortable position where we feel safe and supported and we're just going to bring awareness to our body and to how it feels right now in this present moment and noticing everything that's taking place in our body right now bringing awareness to any areas that don't feel so good. And just saying in silence or out loud to those spaces that I see you, I feel you, and I honor you. And most of all, I love you. And let's take a deep breath in. Holding our breath, relaxing our shoulders, sitting nice and tall, and exhaling out. Bringing awareness to the areas in our body that feels very, very good. Relaxed and open. and saying out loud or to yourself, to the spaces, I see you, I feel you, I honor you, I love you, and thank you. Take a deep breath in and exhale out. Take a deep breath in and exhale out, pushing out any thoughts or emotions or 
feelings out through our breath. Take a deep breath in. And exhale out. And just creating space. Returning to your normal breath. And just making space for wisdom, for truth, and for love. Taking any final breaths to honor this moment. And when you are ready, just come back into your body, come back into this podcast, and come back into this present moment. And if you had your eyes closed, you can open them. And we are ready to begin. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Awesome. So tell us, what do you do exactly? Uh, Well, I am a Reiki master, so I do energy work for individuals, uh, particularly my focus is on uh, women who have had traumatic or stressful chronic stress, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to reset their bodies, and they're trying to move through some of that shadow work and allowing themselves to create new beliefs and discarding some of the limiting beliefs that have held us back for so long. And that's really my focus and where my heart is, mm-hmm. is because, because of my trauma, I have had PTSD, anxiety for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I know how hard it can be and how it changes us. So my heart it really is in helping women to reset and create the life that they want to create mm-hmm. rather than becoming a a subject to the situations around us. Beautiful. And how long you've been um, coach or counseling? Well, I started in 2014. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had a little bit of a different slant. But mm-hmm. um, I have been doing this work since 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, using spiritual and natural modalities, such as essential oils and crystals and energy work and I'm very much that hippie kind of person and it's so much fun. It's so amazing what those things can do. And I don't know. I just, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Me too. So just really briefly, did you grow up in a household um, uh, revolving around spirituality? No, not at all. I grew up in uh, a home that was a typical Christian home. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to church, but it was very much one of the uh, fire and brimstone churches where it was very much Mm -hmm. fear-based. So for me, my journey has has been leading me towards uh, this spiritual path, I think, from the very beginning. Mm You mentioned that you joined the military. What was your intention and what branch were you in? 
Well, I, my whole family uh, had been military. My father was in Marines, my, both of my grandfathers, one was Army, one was Air Force. And mm. um, my brother, my dad really wanted him to join and he didn't. Mm. And, and so part of me was like, well, I, I could do it. Mm. <laughs> I could do it. And it just so happened to be that my freshman year of college was 9-11. And that really motivated me. And so I said, you know what, I really am going to do it. And uh, I ended up joining after I graduated college. Um, how long did you serve? Five years. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you for serving. Thank you. <laughs> so um, what was your career like in the military? Well, I had graduated college as a nurse. So I was a Navy nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, I was stationed at Camp Pendleton, which is with the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And so I was uh, working in labor and delivery postpartum at the time. Mm-hmm. And so all of my knowledge was delivering little beautiful babies in the world. And, mm-hmm. and I loved that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So we're going to transition into how you got started into spirituality because I'm pretty sure you know you just didn't wake up one day and and was like hey I'm gonna become a spiritual counselor right so what before you what inspired you what was the the catalyst catalyst? yeah the catalyst (laughs) um well what happened was after my sexual assault, I did develop PTSD, anxiety, depression, OT, uh, OCD-like tendencies. Um, I, I had six total mental health diagnoses mm-hmm. uh, from the trauma. Mm-hmm. And for about a decade, I was a victim mm-hmm. to all of that. Mm-hmm. I was angry at the perpetrator. I was, I was angry at myself. And then I was being told by therapy that, you know, these are your diagnoses. You're never really going to get better. You have to adjust and accept this is your life. Mm -hmm. And I was not happy Mm -hmm. with this new life. Mm -hmm. And it ended up, I believe now, looking back, what happened was I hated myself so much that my body started attacking itself. Mm-hmm. And I was diagnosed with several autoimmune diseases, a neurological condition, a g- digestive disorders, like all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm only 30 years old. Mm-hmm. This is not my life. Mm-hmm. And I fell to my knees. And at the, at that time, I wasn't particularly religious or spiritual, but I said, if there is something out there, God, Krishna, Jesus, I don't know what you are, Buddha, I don't care. If mm-hmm. you're out there, help me. Mm-hmm. Show me something, help me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I fell to my knees and as soon as I said that, I heard, go to your computer and Google this phrase. And I can't to this day tell you what that phrase was, but mm-hmm. what it led me to was the idea that I could heal myself. Mm. And I did the three things that, that I was told to do. Mm-hmm. 
and I got better in six months. Mm-hmm. I had no more autoimmune disease, which is supposed to be incurable. I had mm-hmm. no more neurological disease, which was supposed to be incurable. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my God, <laughs> there is something out there. Mm-hmm. And and I, ever since then, I've just been on the ground running, trying to teach people that there's a better way, teach people that there is something out there, teaching people that we need to connect to something more than just the physical nature of our bodies or the physical world around us. Mm-hmm. And we can heal mm-hmm. if we bring in the mind, the body, and the spirit. Absolutely. I believe, like, I, I've been racking my brain and trying to form a, the right question of basically asking, okay, so what happened? Well, I will tell you my story, but I'm not gonna go too much in detail just so I don't trigger anyone. Absolutely, absolutely. But what happened to me was I was, uh, my friend liked this boy Mm -hmm. and she asked me to go with her and be set up with this guy is like a blind double date and uh, it was someone who I knew and I thought okay well I'm not really interested in him but I'll do this for my friend mm-hmm. and so we went and had we met a, and had drinks but I only had a drink and I don't remember anything else until I woke up and it was happening mm-hmm. so I feel like what what for me was the important takeaway of all of that is being drugged into this situation. I lost all of my power. Mm-hmm. I lost everything to fight back. And when I even did get my body back, I still didn't fight. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a big moment because I froze. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad at myself for so long about freezing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started to learn about how our neurological system works Mm -hmm. that I realized that that's actually an appropriate response. Mm -hmm. And women tend to freeze in trauma. Mm -hmm. And that my body did exactly what it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, I felt powerless and I felt all of my power being stripped away. Mm -hmm. And after it, it was finished and after he said okay you can go now but don't tell anybody and then threats and whatnot i ended up going to the police going to the doctors going to trying to get justice Mm -hmm. and all of them dismissed me too Mm -hmm. and they also took away my power Mm -hmm. and my voice Mm -hmm. and i felt very unheard and I also felt like I didn't matter mm-hmm. because if I mattered they wouldn't say things like are you sure you want to try to ruin this good man's life mm-hmm. like what about me mm-hmm. you know and I think that was more traumatic for me is the dismissals mm-hmm. the people asking well what did you do mm-hmm. did you did you wear something provocative mm-hmm. Did you start and then change your mind? And it's like, no, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of shaming in the community. 
mm-hmm. for sexual trauma, they want to blame the woman somehow. And I really want to stress that of all the women I've ever spoken to, mm-hmm. no one, no one deserves it. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely nothing that we could have done to ask for that. Mm-hmm. And I hope that if anybody listening who has had this experience, if they don't take anything else away, is that it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. It was never your fault. Mm-hmm. And if anyone tried to take that from you and tried to, to make it your fault, mm-hmm. they were wrong. Mm-hmm. They were so wrong. So after that happened, what, like, how long were you in that space and what did that space look like for you? Uh, Well, after it happened, I went, you know, to the police, I went to the lawyers, I told my friends and I was pretty much dismissed. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, well, maybe they're right Mm -hmm. maybe maybe it was my fault maybe i'm baking too big of a deal out of it i don't know Mm -hmm. and so i shoved it all inside of me Mm -hmm. and i held it down with as much strength as i could Mm -hmm. and a few months later i popped Mm -hmm. and that's when i had my first anxiety attack Mm -hmm. and i ended up going to the hospital because mm-hmm. I thought I was dying. I mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And that's when they told me it was a military. So I went to the military hospital and they're like, oh, you have anxiety attack. And they basically said, you have to now go to counseling. And that's how I started to that journey of figuring out what this was. And mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier that one day you just cracked and you just prayed to a source out there and you began this googling field research um, and began to start healing your body what was the first thing that healed your body well what they told me was i don't take very good care of myself Mm -hmm. Was that and true? It was, it was true. Okay. I mean, I was depression, anxiety. You know, I, I wasn't eating well. I wasn't moving my body. I wasn't trying to do anything other than really forget. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I was at. I was trying to forget everything that happened. Mm-hmm. So I was numbing myself with food. Mm-hmm. I was numbing myself with with anything I found pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized that in that moment that me going to fast food every few days just because mm-hmm. I didn't want to cook or me going and eating an entire bag of chips because I was stressed and stuff wasn't really good for me. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I started small because I was depressed when you're depressed and you, you don't really you know I had depression I had autoimmune disease and I had a neurological condition it was hard Mm -hmm. but what I did was I I quit buying chips and cookies and I started buying fruit Mm -hmm. so I would go to the fruit basket and pick up a banana 
and I and I would say you could eat the whole whole you know bunch of bananas. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you want to eat them. At least you're eating fruit instead of junk. Mm-hmm. And every time I would eat the fruit, I would say thank you. You're nourishing my body. You're helping me to heal. Mm-hmm. And I would thank myself for choosing the healthy option. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing that I did. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I did was. I looked around my house and I said, what things in here aren't good for me? Mm -hmm. Mentally, emotionally, like this is beyond the physical. What things in here aren't good for me? What things am I holding it onto that, that don't make me feel good? And I threw them all away. I gave them all the goodwill. Mm -hmm. And then I moved into, you have to find gratitude. And for me, the gratitude was every morning before I got out of bed, I had to say something I was thankful for. Mm -hmm. And it was hard Mm -hmm. because I was not thankful for anything. Mm -hmm. I was pissed off at the world and I was a victim. There was nothing in my mind to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I I started very small. I I started with like one day it was raining and I was like, well, you know what? I'm really glad it's not raining on my head. I have a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for this house. You know, and uh, it ended up being I'm thankful for the air. I'm, you know, like things that, that are just very basic human survival. Mm-hmm. I started to be grateful for those things. Mm-hmm. And then it got easier and easier and easier. But it took about six months of this protocol of eating better, mm-hmm. surrounding myself with things that I love mm-hmm. and being grateful and those when i say eating better too i also mean what i put on my body because i i I threw away a lot of chemical based products Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. and doing those three things in six months the doctor said i was a miracle from god that they had never seen anybody be cured from what i was cured from Mm -hmm. before you started this path or during this path did you ever think that healing spirituality and what all it entails with did you ever think that this is a crock of shit yes (laughs) so much I I made fun of people who were like me which is like karma that I became like them right right right. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I was like oh my god all these people are just crazy like whatever Mm -hmm. and you know, at the time, I didn't. I I had dismissed God because I had a lot of trauma from church in my childhood, mm. and so I dismissed God completely. And I was just like, no, I'm I'm, ag- I'm atheist or agnostic. I don't really care. I'm just I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, and I put all of this weight on my own shoulders, mm. and I realize now that that did not help. Mm-hmm my situation because I had nothing to to attach to for strength it was all on me mm-hmm. and um, you know with if anybody thinks about the chakra system you know the root chakra in itself it's almost like to stabilize your root chakra mm-hmm. you really need to have some source of higher power to connect to absolutely amen so 
I just want to like tell you what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is when you were closed off and trying to figure this out on yourself, your ego self, you were just putting yourself in this box. You were not going anywhere except deeper and deeper into the hole. Uh-huh. And when you, you know, finally had enough and prayed, you began to be open. And when you were open to something better out there, information and tools came in. What did it look like? Like, what was your thought process of choice and commitment to healing this? And was healing your sexual trauma, was that the overall goal? Not at first. Okay. My my first goal was I want my body back because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be disabled at 30. Right. And that was really, I, and I really think sometimes we are given these obstacles. Like, you know, obviously I could have tried some of these things before closer to my assault, but it took me almost 10 years to get to the point where my body was broken so much that I actually hit the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's what it took for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for it now mm-hmm. because I realized without that, I probably would still be in the same place mm-hmm. that I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so thankful that my body broke. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was just, it was more, it was ego still. It was still going, you're young. You, you have your whole life ahead of you. You're not going to be on disability forever. Like you're, you're better than this or what, whatever, you know, like this whole concept of, of it is still very egoic, but it was enough for, for my ego to feel damaged that yeah. it started to, to waver. And it was allowing some of this source into me, some of this light into me. And, um, but it was all about healing my body. I just wanted my body back. Mm-hmm. But but once I got my body back and I saw, and it took only, you know, six months. Mm-hmm. And that's the commitment that I made was three months. I said, for three months, every day, you're going to eat better. You're, you're going to surround yourself with the things you love. And you're going to be grateful. Mm-hmm. And if after three months, it doesn't work, then whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but for three months, you're going to do it. And you're going to do it 100%. And, you, and you're not you're, you're not gonna make excuses, mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. And and I did that, and I w- I'm so proud of myself that I did that because before that I never was very consistent on anything. Absolutely. <laughs> so I did I did that for three months, and I felt better. Mm-hmm. I felt better, and I was like, I'm gonna keep doing it for three more months. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that six month period, it was gone. It was gone, mm-hmm. and and I and for me that was just like blew my mind that it worked because it was mm-hmm. so simple. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, maybe this could help my PTSD or my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more, mm-hmm. and that's when I became a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. 
that's because a friend of mine actually did a Reiki session for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever, what a load of crap. But mm-hmm. she's my friend. I'll let her do it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she did the session and I felt all this energy in my belly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And after she did the session, I threw up. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and I was like, what is this? And for like three days, I, I was having all of this GI kind of issues and I called her and I'm like what did you do to me mm-hmm. and she explained to me what the solar plexus chakra was mm-hmm. and and how I was purging mm-hmm. and how something deep inside of me was releasing mm-hmm. and she said just surrender to it Sherry just surrender just get into a bathtub and just surrender and I thought oh like what I did when I hit my knees I said, okay. So I got in the bathtub and I prayed again. And I said, just whatever you need me to let go of, whatever it is, just I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Just show me. Mm. And I felt it and I just let go of it. And my anxiety dropped. And I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I ended up studying Reiki after that. And I became a Reiki master in both the Sui and Kundalini styles Mm -hmm. because I'm addicted to energy work because of how much it has helped and transformed Mm-hmm. my anxiety mm-hmm. and and then I started learning about the physiology of anxiety which is um where I learned yoga nidra mm-hmm. and I've learned uh heart uh coherence breath mm-hmm. and those are some of the biggest things that I use in my practice to reset the body because I really believe we have to reset our bodies absolutely absolutely wow that was good, Sherry. I was really all up in that. <laughs> so tell us about the day when this pain transformed into your power and purpose. Well, it really was my perception of it. So I was doing the Reiki work and I was still very much angry at the man who had done this to me. Mm-hmm. And I was doing my, my work and I felt his eyes come up. Mm. And I, at that moment, I just, I was terrified. Like, it was just like, no, 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 no. I don't want to see him. Mm-hmm. Why are you bringing this up to me? Mm. And I quit that session and I just was like, let me go binge on Netflix or something because yeah I, I don't I want to get him out of my head mm-hmm. and I did another Reiki session the next day and boom there's his eyes again and I'm like no mm-hmm. <laughs> and it took me like several sessions of like seeing his eyes and being like uh-uh-uh-uh before I was like fine I have to surrender again show me what it is that you want mm-hmm. and I realized when I did that that I had to forgive him mm-hmm. and that was hard mm-hmm. but it was the best thing I ever did because I didn't forgive him for him. Mm-hmm. I forgave him for me because I was carrying so much by being angry at him. Mm. Forgiveness is such um, it's a beautiful subject, but at the same time, it's a tough subject because when we and when I work with um, clients, and we have like this this path that we're taking and i feel like the next to the last step is forgiveness 
Um, and that's very, very crucial before we move on. And we, in my opinion, I don't feel like we need to skip that step, but I do accept that, okay, if you're not ready, that's completely fine. There's just more to learn, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you come to terms, you know, how did you, because, you know, like you said, you were angry and, you know, you were angry. How did you find the courage to forgive them? Like, and, and what did that look like? Did you write a letter or did you energetically speak to this person? Like, what did that look like for you? Well, I was given a technique by spirit mm-hmm. um, to do this. And what my technique looks like is uh, something along the lines of um, feeling the emotion. Like, mm-hmm. so for me, my power being taken away. Mm-hmm. When in my life have I felt this? And the first memory that came up was in my childhood. Mm. And so I started one by one healing every time my power was taken away. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would look at that little girl who felt unheard, mm. who felt that she didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I would go the adult me would go to little little me mm-hmm. and I would listen to her. I would be the sounding board for her. For her. Mm-hmm. She felt no one wanted to listen to her, but I would listen to her. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing this with all of these memories of when I had felt powerless. Mm-hmm. And by starting at wherever I was led, gave me the courage and the strength to eventually move to him. Mm-hmm. moved to that past me who had just been raped and listened to her mm-hmm. and hear what she had to say. Mm-hmm. And once I heard what she had to say and I let it out and I told her, you know, if you're mad at him, just just let it out. Just yell at me. Just say whatever you need to say. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I just watched her scream and cry and rave and rant and just all of these emotions coming out of her. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, when all of that energy was gone, there was nothing even to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that we realized in that conversation, in that moment, that when she was being angry at him and she was holding on to what happened, she was she was still attaching herself to the worst moment of her life. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want that. We didn't want that. We don't want to be attached to that moment in our life. Mm -hmm. We want to be free from it. Mm -hmm. And so we cut the cord that connected us to him. And we were set free. Yeah. Has there been any moments since that time where it brings you back to that trauma or bring you back to him? Well, I think after that, I actually had fully released him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But what happened and what has been uh, re-triggering me were the things that I didn't actually realize were my traumas. Mm-hmm. The dismissals from the lawyer or the belief that life is unfair that was created in that moment. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I recently had a, a you know a year two two years ago. I had a friend who I felt dismissed me mm-hmm. in a, in a way that I didn't expect from her. She was one of my very good friends, mm-hmm. and in that moment when she when that happened, when she what did what I felt was this dismissal, this well, my wants are more important than your wants and you're not so important. You, you thought you were more important or whatever it is to her. When that that kind of linked me right back into the trauma of being dismissed by the lawyer and the police mm-hmm. and I'm not as important as him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in that moment, I lost my mind mm-hmm. and I screamed at her, how could you do that? And she's just like, uh, what mm-hmm. is, yeah. What was happening? <laughs> What's happening yeah. right now? Right. And and I realized in that moment that that was a trauma trigger. Mm. That I hadn't healed that. Oh, and yeah. and th- and things like that I think still come up. Like, mm-hmm. but I I can recognize them now. Right. Like, oh oh this oh there's a p- a bit here that's connected me to that, or there's right. a bit here that's connected me to that. And each time, I heal. Yes. But I think it it's you know healing from trauma it's so deep in our brains. Yeah. It's such a big experience. And Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this. He says like when you have this big experience and there's multiple layers to it, yeah. it takes multiple layers to peel it all back. Right. So it's a process. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what would you say to a person that doesn't want to forgive or maybe not ready to forgive yet it's okay if you're not ready mm-hmm. forgiveness is a process yes right forgiveness is a process and if you can just even chip away at it just a little bit mm-hmm. it's helpful mm-hmm. but i also think shifting the focus because quite honestly like the guy who raped me i had no idea what i was doing he has no idea what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I bet you he doesn't even remember my name. Mm-hmm. Right? But what, for me being angry at him didn't hurt him. Right. It didn't teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. It doesn't impact him in any way. It only impacts me. And when I realized that, I realized that, you know, part of me wanted to hold on to it for protection like if mm. I was angry, then it would never happen again. Like I would have this hypervigilance of like, nobody can do this to me again. Mm. But if I forgave him, I'd somehow forget. Mm. And that's not true. You don't forget. Mm. And you're not less safe. Mm-hmm. It's just a lightness. So being free. Mm-hmm. And and everybody deserves that. Especially, you know, like I said in the beginning, no one deserves rape sexual assault Mm -hmm. and so you definitely don't deserve to hold on to it and carry all the pain of it either right right what does your life look like as a whole regarding this trauma well i think i'm more empowered and Mm -hmm. i feel like i am the creative force behind my life i create my life Mm -hmm. and so whenever i see something that i don't like in my life i can change it Mm mm-hmm whether that be a relationship, I can I can impact that relationship through myself, through my own creative force, mm-hmm. not through external wanting, externally wanting them to change. Mm-hmm. 
I can, I can create a job for myself, which is what I've done. (laughs) You know, I can create hours of work. I can create moments of peace. I can create whatever it is that I need to create. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really for me, the most, the change. I'm no longer a victim. Mm -hmm. I no longer have to accept X, Y, and Z. I, I have the power to create and change anything that I want in my life. Well, Sherry, it has been a absolute pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for coming on the Healer's Nest. So is there anything closing message, something you would like to share with the audience today? Well, first, I do want to thank you for having me on, and uh, I really appreciate your ability to navigate this conversation because it is a hard topic, and I think you've really provided a safe space, and so I wanted to thank you for that. And as for my final thoughts, I, I really, if I could instill one thing, would be that there's always hope, Mm. that there's always healing, Mm -hmm. and there's always more. Mm. And your past does not define you. Mm -hmm. For me, being able to look at what happened and forgive and see the beauty in it, Mm -hmm. and being able to, and this will sound strange to many people, I'm sure, but to come back to a place where I can thank him for the lessons he gave me because I am in a better place than where I would be had that never happened. And and that took me a long time because it took work. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to do the work and you're willing to look forward, there's so much for you. Mm -hmm. There's so much for you. whoever listens to this podcast and um, that may have experienced um, this type of trauma that they find um, power in, I guess, empowerment to, to move forward. Like Sherry said, we either stay in the past or we stay stagnant. We don't go anywhere. And to really take life by the horns you know you really have to change your mindset and move forward um just okay how can i transmute this you know what is what's the lesson in this how's this gonna help save the world if you have to look at it from that angle you know Mm -hmm. so yeah wow that was such a beautiful deep closing. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. And, you know, and I really do think too, to give ourselves grace because our bodies, if you experience trauma, your body is programmed Mm -hmm. to be in that fight or flight state. Mm -hmm. And just some, some thoughts, just believe on some thoughts. Mm -hmm. You can test if your body is in a fight or flight state by being aware of your breath. Mm -hmm. Are you breathing shallow? Are you breathing mostly in your upper chest mm-hmm. or are you breathing fully into your belly? You're getting full belly rise. And then also check your heart rate. Is your heart pounding? Is your heart racing? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling agitated? All of those are signs from your body 
that you're still in that fight or flight mode. And so using some simple techniques to bring your body back into peace will really facilitate healing. How can I follow you? Well, I have a free Facebook group, which is uh, all about um, intuitive healing and spiritual guidance. And we focus on stress and uh, how to lower stress and also how to increase our intuition so we can better trust ourselves, which I feel is something that's very difficult for a lot of people who have experienced trauma. We don't really know what's us and what's not us. And... Um, so you can find me on Facebook, you can find my website, which is sherrygriffincoaching.com. And I'm always happy to, to chat with anyone. I have a free 10-minute energy reading where I'll just do a quick scan of your energy and let you know what I see. Mm -hmm. So always happy to chit chat and give some tips. Awesome. I have uh, worked with Sherry in the past, and um, she has definitely helped his sister out <laughs> so, uh, I stand behind and beside her work so um, yeah it's been such a blessing thank you so much Sherry for being on this podcast and sharing your wisdom with us thank you so much for having me and like I said for creating the safe space it's a hard thing to do and you did it beautifully so thank you so much you're welcome thank you thank you thank you um